Welcome to The Specialist. I'm Rob Barnard and in this podcast series, we'll be talking to mortgage industry thought leaders who aren't afraid to address pressing issues happening in the here and now. Over the course of this series, we will explore real world affairs that are in need of their bold new ideas and expertise. Ideas that cut through the financial jargon and offer real world specialist solutions for everyday people in the mortgage industry. That's specialist ideas from specialist experts for you to tune into at home or on the go. Hello and welcome to The Specialist. I'm your host, Rob Barnard. And in this episode, we'll be talking with Andrew Montlake, Managing Director of Corico. But come on, let's not beat about the bush. Andrew is so much more than a traditional MD. He's a legend in the mortgage industry and he's regularly quoted in the media with appearances on BBC and Sky TV as well as national and local radio. It also surprises many to discover that he's actually a closet rock star singing in Rogue Monkey when he's not working at the coalface for clients like you. It's no surprise that there's lots of doom and gloom in respect of the economy at present, and we're all getting our heads around the government's plans to help. So as a mortgage guru of long standing, we're keen to hear your thoughts and ideas on how we tackle these issues and to hopefully give our listeners some much needed positive news. <laughs> Lovely to have you with us today, Monty. Thank you very much. That was a, a very kind introduction. I do my research, you see. I, yeah. do, I do have a quick look. Great great to uh, great to have you along, seriously. It's it's great that you take time out of your day to join us. So come on, I, I've, I did a bit of Googling. I've had a little bit of a look. Leeds Met, Honours Degree in Economics and Politics. Yes. How did that get you to the mortgage market? <laughs> That's a really good question. Like most people, you sort of fall into this industry. So I always wanted to be marketing, PR, advertising, that type of thing. So I joined... Uh, an advertising agency in 1992, which sort of shows my age. Um, and it was a recession at the time in Adland, so there wasn't really any any jobs or anything, so I was earning seven grand a year in the post room. Um, and then I did some direct marketing where I dressed as a Diet Coke person and went out all around the country, loads of actors, models, musicians and me, and uh, did direct marketing for a year and then thought I need a steady job and saw that um, John Charcoal were recruiting and I thought do you know what I'll, I'll give that a try Brilliant. and then 26 years later you can't leave because it's such a nice industry and I think you make a really good point there I mean I've been doing this for like 30 years and, and had a break in the after the global financial crisis when nobody wanted a mortgage nobody wanted to employ mortgage people and I thought what can I do because mm. it's all I've ever done but that's an interesting fact and I didn't know about you so the girls that swoon over the Diet Coke adverts <laughs> you you were the original Diet Coke <laughs> no, man. not quite Nick Cage <laughs> not, not, not quite well you know there is a rumor he modeled himself on me I've heard that actually that's not the first time <laughs> I've heard that. that's brilliant and and again looking at sort of Monty the man outside of work you're a rock star rogue monkey I'd love to be a rock star. Oh, I've, don't do yourself I've never, now. I've never heard what I do actually described as singing as such. When, when I looked on Facebook, it said, Rogue Monkey are a rock band with attitude. Yes, I bring the attitude and the band bring the talent. <laughs> but don't, don't sell yourself down. You've done a lot of really good work for charity. Not only, obviously, before Rogue Monkey, the Mortgage Industry Collective Christmas single for homelessness, yeah. which was fantastic. And I know you've done a lot of really good work raising a lot of money. For, yeah. for the Ukrainian aid in, in, Ju in June. Yeah, and we're doing another one on, uh, I think it's the 24th of November, actually, for um, um, homelessness charities. Maybe so that's a live podcast opportunity. There you yeah, go. There we you can go. Do something. That's brilliant to see the other side of you there, which is great. But come on, let, let's get into the, the sort of bones of this. 
I think I'm right in saying that it was Harold Wilson in the mid-60s who said, a week is a long time in politics. <laughs> uh, and I think we could use that phrase again today, can't we, considering what we've been through, and maybe just tweak it slightly to say, a week is a long time in the mortgage industry. On the 23rd of September, the Chancellor gave his fiscal statement to Parliament, announcing various tax cuts and other policies. Why did the mortgage market react in the way that it has? It has been extraordinary and and the the real issue was you know we know what the bank of england were doing they were slowly or not so slowly but but carefully increasing interest rates to curb inflation and uh, and that was all fine we were all expecting you know what was what was going to happen and there was an expectation we'd see rates of about 4% but um but when the chancellor stood up he stood up and made some extraordinary policy statements that weren't just you know some of them we were expecting like obviously the energy package very important yay the uh not going ahead with the with the national insurance um rise so yes again that's good and if you'd have stopped there and maybe just said you know what we're going to do something with stamp duty maybe that would have been fine but it was almost like they were a group of excited teenagers fresh out of uh, A-level economics class doing an experiment on um, their latest <laughs> economic theory. So because they were doing everything from, in effect, borrowing money and there was no cost appreciation that went alongside it, no independent report, um, the markets took fright and that affected gilt prices and gilt yields and the rates on those shot up, which has an effect on swap rates, as you know, which which they shot up. So, you know, we, we were seeing changes in swap rates, about 0.3, in a day. That wasn't, you know, that's, that's sort of, that can be quite normal. But in one day, I think swap rates moved 1% and they continued to move. And the Bank of England had to step in because pension funds were being affected. And so they caused carnage. And as a result, and my view is um, that they directly led to a 2% rise from where we were to where we are now. Um, and if you're a mortgage lender, as I'm sure you know, Rob, if you're, if you're trying to price in that volatile market, it's impossible. Because if you put a rate out to, at one rate, it could be losing you money the next day. And I think even if they if they'd left a more competitive product out for a fraction too long, they'd have been swamped, service Correct. would have fallen over, yeah. and it would have been a spiral for them, wouldn't it? That's right, absolutely. And those lenders who did leave it a little later to change, they had the most amount of applications they've ever had in, in a day. I mean, I think you're right. I think swap rates were just absolute carnage. I mean, they, they were literally ticking up by the minute, never mind the hour. Mm. And I think I, I don't mind, mind sharing with you. We, we'd already put a notification out of a pricing change. But before we issued the new prices, we had to put them up further because the, the initial set of products that we drafted and priced we're underwater. So you, you have to reprice very, very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Which was crazy. So so then 10 days, seven to 10 days later, U-turn. They they sort of go back on the taxation changes. Yeah. But but has it been really a prime example of after the horse has bolted? Yeah, correct. Uh, the damage has been done, hasn't it? And, and the problem is the Chancellor has lost trust of the markets and a lot of the, the general public. Liz Trust generally has 
has you know without being too political um has has probably lost a lot of trust you only have to look at the polls at the moment and the damage has been done and the undermining of the uk economy has been done in what is hard times anyway because you know they are right we're in there's a war going on and be under no obligations. This this is a war that everyone is involved in. It's just not that we've got boots on the ground personally. Um, and it's a, an energy price war, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, global prices are going up um, and there's pressure on, on every market. It's not the time to do experiments and have major ideological shifts. I agree. Obviously, when Liz Trust came to power, we obviously had 10 days where nothing happened, sadly, due to the passing of our late great mm. queen. Um, but then she seemed to be putting sort of, as soon as that was over, the intray was being actioned. The, the, the action had been taken on the energy situation, which yeah. seemed to be sensible. But I don't know if you agree. I think everything that's going now almost makes that look like a drop in the ocean. Because the people that I'm quite concerned about are the first time buyers two years ago that probably went all in with their life savings Mm. for a hefty deposit at a decent rate, probably sort of high ones, early two, something Mm -hmm. like that for a two-year fix at the time. And now two years is up and their their sort of PT offering Mm. could well start with a five, six or even a seven. It's these guys that I feel feel for. Um, Am I underplaying that or is that that sensible? Mm. Do you know what? Sadly, you're not underplaying it. We are seeing a lot of people who are coming off rates of one and a half, two percent and now faced with rates of five and a half percent. And that is a massive jump. That is a massive jump. If you're buying now and you're a first time buyer, then actually you'd probably do the maths and actually you're comparing what you're paying in rent with what you're going to be paying on the mortgage. And that's probably not a major jump because rents are high and, and, and you can budget accordingly. But if you're used and all your budgeting has been done with a mortgage of one and a half percent or two percent, and suddenly you're being asked to find in the midst of energy prices going up, food prices going up, cost of living going up, you're being asked to find seven, eight, nine hundred pounds a month more. That is really difficult. We had someone only today, their mortgage is going up £750 a month and they're in tears on the phone going, I, I'm not sure we can do that. Um, scary. And, and it is scary. And that's what I worry about. And there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a, I hate using the phrase, but there's a bit of a ticking time bomb on, on, on these types of people. So I really hope that the government, Bank of England, the Chancellor actually stem the tide of this volatility and we can at least get back to a a, a sensible level if it's four or five percent okay we can we can probably work with people and deal with that if it's six six and a half seven percent we've got a major issue be under no totally illusions agree. so we've talked about sort of product withdrawals you, you guys at corico dealing with with lots of business on a regular basis i think money facts quoted that one one day probably 10 days ago over 900 products were yeah, withdrawn right. overnight how have you guys been keeping up with it or have you <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been really difficult because obviously the sourcing systems can't cope as well. It's just been carnage because literally you'll speak to someone at nine o'clock, you'll give them a couple of options, then by 11 o'clock you had to phone them up and go, look, yeah. I'm really sorry, the rate's going in an hour and it's not just going up by 0.2, it's going up 0.7, 0.8. You've got to make a quick decision now. And so that- I think what that does is that, 
probably goes against everything that you don't like instilling Correct. in people at Coreco Absolutely. because all of a sudden it looks like you're a hard salesman. That's right. Where you're only trying yeah. to look after your client's interests. Yeah, and we've had because people in, saying that. Yeah, because in true terms, the interest rate increase of 70 bips or whatever doesn't just mean that the monthly payment's going to go up by five, 600 quid. It, it also means that their affordability could be coming down by 10, yeah. 20, 30 grand. Absolutely. So it's a double yeah. whammy, isn't it? It is a double whammy. Is it too late for existing customers to react? Is it is it too late for them to do something to maybe, I don't know, there's been lots of talk about, is it right time to, to pay an ERC? Always scary, I think, when you're talking mm. around that. But but is it too late for customers to react and secure a better rate if they're looking at a PT or a remortgage? Talking to the guys today, that is the number one question. A lot of the inquiries that they're getting now are around that, exactly that. And it's very difficult to say because you have to look at it as an insurance policy. And we really don't know. In fact, no one knows actually are rates going to go up six, seven percent or actually are they going to stabilise and maybe even reduce just a touch. So it's about how much are people worried and how much security they need, because like anything in life, if, if you have to look at a fixed rate as an insurance policy. So you might pay a bit extra, you might pay a little bit over the odds, but if you need that peace of mind for the next five years, then what price do you put on that? On the reverse of that, what we're actually seeing is the return of discounts and trackers. Absolutely. Because the difference between a discount and tracker now is around and a fixed is around about 2.5% at this moment in time. That, that might be changed tomorrow, who knows. <laughs> but that's what it is at the moment. So that, so there's, for people who can who can afford to take a bit of a gamble, then actually they're really coming back into vogue again now. And I think I've also seen a bit of a shift in maybe even longer term fixed rates, seeing more of the 7, 10, even 15 years. And I know there's a couple of new entrants looking to come to market to do, to do just that as well. Yeah. And it's probably going to, in some ways, work in their favour that people now are looking for longer term fixed rates for affordability and because they're sourcing really well for you in the broker world. Yeah, that's right. Because you've got the uh, inver in inverted yield curve. I love that. So, you, so you've got 10 and 5-year money cheaper than two and three um then actually yeah the 10-year fix is looking a pretty good again if you want that security and you're not worried about being tied in um it's it's it looks like a good bet for some people um i think the not... key thing is just to watch the erc's isn't it just to have a yeah, look at exactly. what your options and the break clauses yeah. are it's really difficult to try and play a market and um you know it's a, the advice we give is always do what's best for you now um, and what fits your 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 life in the in the short, medium, long term, rather than actually yeah. trying to guess what the market's going to do. It's really tricky. So difficult. I think I think linking into that, what I was listening to, I don't know, Good Morning Britain or or, or sort of BBC News one one morning last week, and it, Martin Lewis was on the money saving yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was absolutely fantastic that he was actually shouting out on national television, now is the time to go and find yourself a really good mortgage broker. He's been brilliant. I actually did his radio show with him um, two weeks ago, a, a, a week and a half ago. A bit of a name drop there, <laughs> No, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, but he, he, he is absolutely spot on. His advice was sensible and he does really, he does really value the advice that brokers give. I think one thing I've got to touch on, if while well, I've got you, if that's okay, is is obviously Pepper, as you know, specialist lender. Yeah. I just think people are now at that sort of crossroads where 
they're in a spinning plate mode, as I call mm. it. Because I always think when you're looking as a to make a decision as a mortgage lender in the specialist world, the best reference you can get, I think, is your mortgage reference. If you've always paid your mortgage historically, yeah, more than likely you're going to do everything you can to pay it futuristically. And, and I think what we're going to find is people's mortgage payments will be going up. They're going to be really working so hard to cap, keep that spinning that maybe one or two other plates might start to fall. Um, sort of like a, a you, you might go one down on a credit card or a utility yeah, or yeah. a store card or a comms supplier. And we, we've just run some, um, our latest wave of, of, of sort of research with YouGov. And I tell you what, there were some worrying statistics come out of it. I think it's suggested that of all GB Great British, Great British adults, 71% are concerned about their financial situation as a direct result of the cost of living crisis. Mm. 76% said a £100 increase, just a £100 increase in their monthly bills would have a significant impact on their finances. 81% think the current economic situation will make it harder for them to get a mortgage. Mm. Go and see a broker. Mm. That's the key thing. And 37% said their financial situation is negatively impacting their mental health, which is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the biggest scary stat there was apparently now there are 7.91 million adults in the UK who could be considered to have some form of adverse credit which is 1.6 million more than when we last did our wow. research, which was only 12 months ago. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if you that, agree, I can't see anything other than specialist lending continuing to be a place to help people. And don't think of specialist lending as being an adverse lender because it's not. People that are just falling out of the high street mm. have got really good places to go. Yeah, I think I think that's really important. As, as brokers, you know, we work in, in that market to help people who might not have a place in the high street. But the specialist lenders, this is where they really earn their spurs. And they're so important to the market. They're so important to actually keep people in their homes and to, to actually assuage a lot of people's fears that actually they know that, do you know what, there are lenders out there who will help me. And, and just to reassure brokers that may be listening in, it, it's as simple to use a specialist lender today as it is to use a mainstream lender. Everything yeah. you get from, oh, the, from the high street. Yeah. And this isn't just Pepper. This isn't a Pepper push. This is the specialist lending industry as a whole. Yeah. There are some really, really good solutions out there. So we've got to start thinking about wrapping up now. And I, and I don't feel as though I can say to you, have you got any glimmers of hope for the industry? But, <laughs> but, but if you had a couple of top tips for, for brokers that are listening in, what would they be in this current current sort of climate that we're experiencing? It's it's pretty much the same. Look, I've, I'm old enough to have um, been in in similar circumstances like this before. It's all about keeping your head. You know the old adage when everyone else about you is is losing their head if you can keep yours. Clients are looking for some calm, professional, down to earth advice, and actually reaching out to all your clients now checking in with them, making sure they're okay, um, will pay dividends, not just now, but also in the future. Um, and these are the types of markets where brokers excel because it is a chance to impart our pearls of wisdom and our advice and just to make sure that people aren't panicking. It's been another play on the mortgage industry collective, hasn't it? Because it's been absolutely yeah. everybody singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'd throw in there as well, again, if, if you're a mortgage broker listening in, just 
work really hard with your lender and your solicitor. If you've got a mortgage offer that's in your hands with mm. an expiry date, do everything you can to make sure that that yeah, draws down absolutely. before that deal completes. Because we are starting to see, aren't we, that, that obviously where people are looking for extensions of offers, there may be different rates that, that become available. Yeah. So do yeah. everything you can to try and make sure that the customer completes within the expiry timelines that the offer states. Yeah, absolutely. Monty, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to talk to us today. I tell you, it's been fascinating, enlightening, all those sort of superlatives. But I tell you what, I think I think people might want to find out more about you, about about Corico. <laughs> where can people follow you? Where, where can people find out about, more about Corico and the services um, you guys can offer? Where you can get Corico at, uh, at our website, corico.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter, at Corico, or me, at Monty's blog. We're on Instagram, or we're on TikTok now as well. So soon follow after running water. Yeah, comes TikTok. <laughs> and I know for a fact we can also follow Rogue Monkey on Facebook. So if you people can follow want a little Rogue bit Monkey. more yeah. about the bandwidth attitude, <laughs> click on that as well. Monty, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, a big thank you also goes out to you, our listeners. This has been The Specialist, episode one of the series brought to you by Pepper Money. If you love the content, then let us know on our social using our hashtag, hashtag Pepper Specialist Podcast and hit follow to get notified when our next episode releases. Music